Hi there, and welcome to Chat Time with Ro. Welcome to episode one. I hope you're keeping well and safe and that you're conquering your 2023 goals so far. I am your host, Rochelle, and today we're going to chat a little bit on the common presence of imposter syndrome. New year, new you. Did you cringe at that statement? Did it give you anxiety? Have you ever felt like you don't belong? Do you feel anxiety like your colleagues, your friends, your family, your relationships are going to discover that you're a fraud? Or that you don't actually deserve your job, your accomplishments, your marriage, your friendships? Hmm. Have you ever felt fearful about making a mistake or anxious about being seen as incompetent when you're talking in your presentation or you're presenting a financial statement or maybe you're standing in front of your college class? If so, have no fear. You're in good company and you're in a company that is quite wide and sometimes hidden. These feelings are known as imposter syndrome, or what psychologists call an imposter phenomenon. Let's dive in. We should back up by defining imposter syndrome, because we hear that term thrown around a lot, but what does it actually mean? In psychological terms, a definition of imposter syndrome is that it's a cognitive distortion that prevents a person from internalizing any sense of accomplishment. Basically, it's the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck or due to someone favoring you and not because of your talent or qualifications. According to Psychology Today, people with imposter syndrome feel like frauds despite abundant evidence of their success. They're often well accomplished. They may have numerous academic degrees, certifications that actually validate their knowledge, but they don't feel like they deserve what they've earned. They're not able to find value or actually enjoy their success. You might be shaking your head at me right now and thinking, well, Rochelle, first of all, we shouldn't be prideful and a little self-doubt is okay. And I, I might actually agree with you, but here are some common indicators or signs that you may actually feel like an imposter. You're seen um, to others and you signal to others that you're a perfectionist. You look over every single detail, You gotta check everything a thousand times to ensure they're perfect. At times, you might even be crippled by that need to produce something that's perfection. You feel the pressure to perform at your best in every circumstance, and even when you do, you don't feel competent and you actually feel anxious. You compare yourself to others. 
You compare yourself to others to the point where if someone else gets a promotion, more money, better qualification, it affects you to the point where you cannot perform even in your own capacity. You want to be the best, always. And there is some good in that. However, if it's to the point where you cannot be happy for other people's success or it's crippling you, it is an indicator. You downplay your knowledge, abilities, or skills. While getting certifications, diplomas, uh, seeking higher academic achievements is okay, if you're doing it to the point or detriment of your, you actually finding joy in what you do, and it's only to showcase your value to others, then it's possible that you're feeling that you're not enough. You're not enough as you are. You work hard to the point of crippling yourself and your team because you're overworking. You're overworking to cover up maybe feelings of anxiety, maybe feelings that others are looking at you are going to find out that you're not working hard enough or you're not doing enough. And you end up actually signaling that you're not managing your time effectively and to the point where it might actually cause serious uh, harm to your health or maybe even to the teams that you're managing. This one is really, really critical, but you lack confidence even though you're signaling confidence. So you lack confidence when showing your accomplishments, speaking up, or even just contributing to things that you already know because you're afraid of being seen as silly or ignorant. I've actually experienced this one a lot and it is to the point where even if I am the subject matter expert, I wouldn't actually speak up because I'm thinking, oh great, that person used like so many big words in that sentence or they seem to know everything about this topic. Why should I have a seat at the table to actually speak up? And that confidence, once you start chipping away at it, even if it's from yourself, it's really hard to build it back up. Unless you have a super strong foundation and have mentors or supporters who actually call you out on it, it's easy to lose that confidence just by not showing up for yourself. These two are tightly connected. You experience a persistent fear that someone's going to find out that you're a fraud. Someone's going to find out that you don't belong. In spite of your objectives, you meet in them or actually achieve in success what other people would consider as wins. You feel you're looking over your shoulder like someone's going to come and tell me my role isn't valid or my contributions aren't valid. And you experience that fear to the point where it maybe causes your heart to race. You feel nervous. You're checking in. You're you're over-presenting yourself because you want people to, to know that you're not a fraud. When you actually achieve success, this is the connected part. You don't think that you worked hard enough for it. You don't think that you deserve it. You attribute it to luck or... It's a fluke, like someone looked at you with favor or 
they just gave it to you you might even feel anxiety and distress when you actually achieve something because now you're gonna have a new tier to show someone and and put yourself in a place where someone's gonna find out that you don't actually belong there instead of happiness and pride you now feel crippling anxiety because you've achieved a level of success that's when you know that you're actually having imposter syndromes but have no fear you're not alone like there's a lot of people whether it's men women like your your psychologist your law the lawyer the doctor any of those people including maybe someone you're sitting beside on a train maybe that successful person that you're looking up to they probably experience imposter syndrome too but there are some simple simple ways that you can actually jump in and try to overcome this and even not just overcome it but manage it effectively One of the first steps to overcoming imposter feelings is to actually acknowledge the thoughts and put them into perspective. Imposter syndrome can be that prevalent voice at work where you feel like you're not good at your job. But oftentimes, those feelings aren't actually based on reality. They're influenced by fear. They're influenced by our own perspective. Our perspectives that we're pushing onto others. And so one way I fight imposter syndrome is to separate my feelings from the facts. So feeling, I feel like I did a bad job at presenting because maybe I muddled a word or maybe I actually uh, stitched two words together. That's something that happens to me a lot. Well, I could focus on that and feel like, well, everyone thought that was a bad presentation. Or I could re-watch maybe a video of the presentation or look at what objectives I had going into that meeting and check back in my notes and see if I delivered them. That helps me keep my brain from <laughs> creating false narratives or, or stories. I center myself around the fact. The fact is I had 15 slides to get through and I got through those. The fact is the objective was to take someone through a comparison of a budget or, or a comparison of two viable options. Did I do that? Yeah, I did. So let's focus on that. Did anyone provide feedback before or after the session or even during the session? Were people asking thoughtful questions? Those are actually some facts that you can focus on and it's less about your feelings. If you felt bad after speaking up in a team meeting because maybe your mic didn't work or maybe you felt like no one was actually paying attention, focus and reframe your focus on what your team members said. What, what conversation drove out of it? Did it detract? Those are the facts. Your feelings are second place in that scenario because imposter syndrome make those feelings really, really big. And as someone with big feelings, they can overpower everything that you're working for and and actually make them seem invalid.
This second one is really, really important. So you want to... <laughs> I know I talked about feelings in the first one, but I would also say you have to acknowledge, acknowledge your feelings just because there are factual parts of this doesn't mean that your feelings are any less valid. Um, the one thing I want to stress, especially from a mental health perspective, is that combating imposter syndrome isn't equal to ignoring your emotions or ignoring your feelings. The best way to fight this, especially when it comes to imposter syndrome, is to actually acknowledge the story or the scenario that you're in acknowledge how you're feeling maybe even write it down validate that it's okay you can validate by that it's okay by talking to someone you can talk to yourself <laughs> and then let those feelings go especially if they're not based in reality so while you're not burying them or ignoring them you also want to not hold on to them to the point where for example you have a meeting at 8 a.m and they define the rest of your day where everything else you do is influenced by that. Anything that happened in that ADM meeting is going to define the rest of your day. If you didn't feel like you didn't speak well, you're going to shut up for the rest of the day and not contribute. That's not okay because then your voice is missing at the table and your contribution and value that you add is missing from the conversation. This third one is really critical, especially in a workplace setting where you, you already feel like your you your contributions and your place at a table or your place in a space is defined by how people are viewing you. Imposter syndrome is very isolating. It, you feel like you're the only person that's ever felt this way, but those feelings are actually quite common in the workplace. It's common, I'm a knowledge worker, I guess that's what it's defined as, as in like I work on a keyboard, I provide, you know, that contribution in the workplace. I can't imagine I'm the only person who's ever felt this way. And if you're on the call or you're listening in, like if you're feeling this way, you're not alone. There's at least me. <laughs> and so there's two advantages to sharing how you're feeling. You might actually be able to talk through your feelings and associate them better with a fact if you're talking to someone especially someone who is objective or who you feel cares about your success or you might actually find someone who's also experienced imposter syndrome like you're not the only one you find someone that you can confide in or who's felt imposter syndrome in the past and this helps you feel not so alone this is conversations that you can be transparent with when you're speaking to sponsors, to mentors, to coaches, to co-workers, depending on your trust level. And sharing how you're feeling actually opens the door for not only more valid tips or, or actual tips that people are doing, but it actually helps you not feel so isolated where you feel like someone's out to get you.
And I'm going to close off with this one last thought on reframing. So reframing is the last tip that I'll provide in terms of how to combat and defeat uh, imposter syndrome. There's power in our thoughts. If you are a Christian, you know there's life and death in the power of the tongue. You've heard that. If you're not, you've also heard in other settings that there's power in how we think in how we go through the world and how we look at the world is shaped by how we think. The way we think has the power to shape our reality in both positive and negative ways. And so if you're suffering from negative thoughts or imposter syndrome, you can start monitoring your inner voice, which is sometimes very loud, and modifying it where possible. I'll warn you, this technique won't have immediate results and you'll have bad days, you'll have good days, but you can reframe how you're thinking even if you make a mistake. So for example, maybe you worked on a presentation for a few weeks and no one used it or it missed the mark. It wasn't what the person was looking. Instead of saying, wow, I'm stupid. This was awful. Like, wow, I I don't know anything about making presentations. You can reframe your brain and your language to actually be more supportive of you. So that wasn't my best work, but I'll do better next time. Or great, they said, uh, maybe I should have used more graphics. Okay, so I have an opportunity to actually speak to a coworker or look up different graphics or look up how to speak to a different sponsor. And that will actually help me the next time I do this. Or the next time I do this, I'm going to crush it. I'm not stupid. This was just not my best work. Reframing actually helps you in so many other ways because it helps you reshift your thinking. It reshifts your thinking and creates that almost like a check-in point with yourself where that negative word doesn't have power over you anymore. And it also shifts it from just a feeling over into something that you can do, something that you have control over. So I hope this uh, deep dive into imposter syndrome helped you. I hope you realize that you're not alone. And I hope that the tips I've provided that can help defeat it will actually help you. Remember, imposter syndrome, it's just something that may be pretty loud right now. It may be something that you've been struggling with for years, but it doesn't have to be your entire reality. Imposter syndrome, it's not who you are. You belong in the spaces that you're in. Someone looked at you and saw your value and gave you a seat. They didn't give you a seat because it's a fluke, because you're lucky, because they like you. You worked for that. You achieved that. That is your success. Wherever you are in your journey, you've worked very hard to be there. So what you want to do is look back at where you're coming from. Look at where you are now. Maybe even look at where you want to be. But remember where you are right now, you've worked very hard to be there and you belong there. Imposter syndrome doesn't have to cripple you. Thank you very much for listening to my first episode of Chat Time with Ro. 
Hope to have a lot more great conversations and learn alongside you. Send us any questions or topics to rachelljchong.com. Sorry, rachelljchong at gmail.com. See you in our next episode where we dive into how people managers and coaches can provide hands-on support and prevent imposter syndrome on their teams. Hope to see you there. Have a great day.